Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. Last episode of this month where we cover Christian phrases. You know, those things that you hear from the pulpits of, well, some of your churches, probably from your grandma, and definitely from TBN. So, if you watch TBN. So we're going to cover a couple of those. Um, hopefully we'll get into some of them that aren't very like as well-known. I mean, what do you think is the most well-known Christian phrase? For God. So no, that, no, not that one. That's a real one. That's actually, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think yeah, you and I both had a couple that we were joking about after we stopped recording the last episode. And, I think for me, one of the ones that is insanely not true or has, has no weight in real life, but it's kind of this nice little thing that, you know, is that where God closes the door, he opens the window thing. Yeah. That, yeah, that's not in the Bible, like anywhere. And I wonder where that came from. I mean, there's gotta be history, history behind these. I, the I, yeah, you're right. Though. I don't, I'm not sure. The Apocrypha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite, and it's probably just because I hear it a lot, or I don't hear it a lot anymore. I, I, we, I heard it a lot growing up from, like, guys that came to do revivals, but it was always said, let go and let God all oh, the time. Yeah. Just like yeah, that. Yeah. It was always said just yep. like that. And here's the thing, and maybe, maybe we'll touch on this, but um, what I've noticed is a lot of, a lot of the phrases – aren't necessarily totally devoid from truth. So for example, the let go and let God thing isn't necessarily unbiblical. It could just be said in a, you know, a better way. Like, so instead of like a tweetable phrase, like let go and let God, why don't we just point to a verse that demonstrates that exact truth? Right. Uh, yeah. I think it's can... all, it's all contextual too. I think where you use one of these things, mm -hmm. I mean, and you can do the same exact thing and many people do with scripture itself, right? Yeah. Like, Jeremiah 29, 11 on every coffee cup, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Jeremiah wasn't talking about your wonderful plan for your wonderful life, right? <laughs> Had nothing to do with you. So throw that coffee cup away or use it as an illustration of what not to do with scripture. Yeah. But um, uh, but in the same way that we do that with scripture, we do the same thing, you know, like mm -hmm. there's a time yeah. for, um, for telling someone, Hey, listen, I think you just need to back up, let God do his thing. Right. Yeah. Um, just let go and let trust in him. I mean, there's a time and a place for that. That's really good. But, you know, I think sometimes we don't know how to do gospel counseling. And so that's it, you know, like, Oh, let go and let God, you know, yeah. or it's okay, man. You just got fired. Your family can't eat, but where God closes the door, he opens a window, you know? Yeah, that's all well and good, but we're yeah. almost out of ramen, so, so I don't know. Am I going to crawl through the window, or what's happening here? Yeah, it's a broken window, and I have to get through it while being sh stabbed with shards of glass that haven't quite broken out. Yeah. I don't know. It's theologically correct, though, right there, right? So there's, there's a couple others that I like that I just want to throw out real quick that I got and I, I'd be super interested in hearing your list. Now, oh some of these are probably not as well known, but, um, <clears throat> this is a, this is a nice modern day one. Uh, do you spend your time in God's book or on Facebook? Huh? 
like that one. So, okay, I, I actually haven't even heard that. No? Uh, no. But I could, I could totally believe that that's a normal thing that people say. And I have to agree, uh, in some respects, like, all you have to do is look around and people are fairly ruled by social media and news and the things that pour into us, right? Mm -hmm. Even if that's stuff like film and, and uh, music and whatever. And so when you think about, um, when, when you think about the, the amount of time people spend doing all the other junk, putting everything else in their brain and how little time actually people spend alone just with God or uh, maybe not alone, but with God and other people even or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Like how much time do we actually put into our relationship with God and soaking in the word and praises and worship to him versus the Facebook arguing and all the, all the stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I think anything that it, it, any line that we use can become really cliche and stupid. Um, but there's a little bit of truth to truth that to one. That, yeah. I don't know. All right. So let's look at the what, next what one. were your thoughts Did I just totally blow it up or no? no, you just took like, you took a phrase that I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cliche. And you like turned it into something good. So that's good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting I, I mean, that turn, <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, let's go to the next one and see. I'm gonna, now it's a challenge to see if I can throw <laughs> something at you. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like this next one, you're going to do the same thing. It's almost the same point, but store the Bible in your heart and not on your bookshelf. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Nope. I guess works. that's a good bumper sticker. I, I, do, I So I think a lot of these cliches though, they are cliche. And when yep. you say, if you were to say something like this to an unbeliever, they're going to go, okay, please leave. Right. <laughs> like, like you've, you've really just stop, stop, go listen yeah. to Carmen right? Like just get out. We're going to keep going back to episode one for that reference. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, take your copy of Omega code and get out there. Yeah. All right. Here's, uh, but, here. but it's, I mean, it's not wrong either. No. <laughs> the, 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 you know, here's my last one. I feel like both of those and this last one could be used. Like, I feel like a pastor might use these in a sermon, perhaps like I could oh, see boy. these being fit in. So this last one I got here, Acting perfect in church is like dressing up for an x-ray. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's, uh, I don't know. That, like, I probably would never use that. No. Yeah. I, I mean, it's true to some yeah. degree. That's what, that, that's what my point was at the beginning. Some of these, like, let go and let God, aren't necessarily wrong. It's going... How can I do this better though? But yeah, no. Nope, I, right. I actually just we we're one sermon away from being finished with the Sermon on the Mount, finally. Oh my goodness. If you and, guys have been listening since January, you know that this has yeah. been a long time coming. Yeah. So uh but with that being said, this past week I had to do uh false pro beware of false prophets, and then the not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. So that little x-ray thing, you know. Might have been handy there. I don't yeah. know. Hey, I I'm not. I'm not really. Last uh, week. I'm not really into the tweetable phrase thing uh, when I'm preaching, but I don't know. All Maybe. right. So, so what do you have over here? Because I feel like your list. Like, the, uh, I'm interested. So my list are my list is uh, short, like yours, but it it is 
uh, these are some things that I hear that I, it just makes me every time it just makes me want to go stop saying that. And again, not all, some of these are like, like, okay, I'll just give you one uh, that I asked Jesus into my heart. Oh, okay. This is a phrase, right? This is a thing people say. It's, it's actually huge. And if we're going to talk about numbers uh, and the phrases people say, that's massive. And now explain that to anybody really. You know, like explain mm-hmm. that to any unbeliever. Jesus comes into your heart. Okay. Then what? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like that. I, yep. I, it's a, it's more of a pet peeve than a, than anything else. I think me, there's I actually a book. I don't know if there, I can't remember. I can Google it real quick. Stop asking Jesus into yeah. your heart. There you go. You've already, yep. You know what I'm talking about. I don't remember who wrote it, but I remember the book. I don't know. Let me see here. Stop asking Jesus. Uh, J.D. Greer wrote it from there the you go. Baptist yeah. Convention. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like that. I think I think probably just because it perpetuates this idea that I said a prayer, so I'm a Christian, even though I'm mm-hmm. probably going to hell, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. like, there's no guarantee that because you said that prayer once at camp, that mm-hmm. you know that was it. That was your moment. And and I think that I asked Jesus into my heart can can give people this false assurance that like, even though my life doesn't match up and I don't have a desire to change and I don't have a desire to know God more or whatever, I asked him into my heart that time. So yeah, I think it, uh, and I don't like it for that reason. I think it can give false assurance to people. No, definitely. Definitely has. Yeah. I mean, Hey, shoot. I, I know as a kid, like that's what I was like, Oh yeah, I went to the altar one time. It's repeated this prayer. And not till years later did I realize that that was absolute trash. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Number two, and these are, these are going in, uh, an order on purpose of, of least to, I hate it the most. Oh, wow. So we started with, I mean, you didn't like that last one a lot. I'm interested in this progression. And this, this is, this is the epitome of a phrase that is actually really, really, really good, but we say it without actually doing it. When we tell people, um, uh, there are many variations of this, if you look at social media, but uh, I'm praying for you. Or prayers sent your way. Like we're mailing them. <laughs> like, and the reason that I don't like this is because it has become just a thing you say. Mm-hmm. And like, you know that 95% of the people who are doing this don't pray after it. It's just a condolence. It's a way to say, hey, thinking of you right now, like, oh, that's terrible or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a Christian way to say a pagan thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's actually like you could probably count the amount of times someone has typed that and then commenced to praying on like without taking your shoes off. Right. Like yeah. uh, it's it. I, I think we're taking something that is actually, frankly, the most powerful thing a Christian yeah, can do. Yeah, I was do. about to say, the, the, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you, when you get a, 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 through Christ, we have an audience to come boldly, even it says, to God the Father himself, um, who owns everything, created everything, has all power, almighty, omniscient, knows, I mean, mm-hmm. go down the list, right? Um, what, that's, that's a huge thing. And so when we take that and put it in some phrase to just kind of 
let someone know I'm thinking about you. I think we're really degrading what that is. What and, that does, yeah. Yeah. And I, well, I hate I hate that. And that's a, that's a valid point too, because I think sometimes, and I mean, we, we haven't ever done an episode on prayer, but just to touch on it for a second, I think sometimes people get the impression like, oh, well, I had all these people praying for me and nothing happened when most of those people weren't. And again, that's a, it's a much longer discussion to have on prayer, but it, it gives some people sometimes the impression that prayer doesn't change anything, that nothing happened. I mean, yeah. whatever, I had all these people praying and this, whatever still happened or nothing changed. Um, so, I mean, it could, like you said, it's not only detrimental just within that, but it has a lot longer lasting effects. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't like that. <laughs> I can't tell. I didn't yeah. know. Okay. Are you ready for my least favorite one? I am. I, I'm actually this very is, excited. This is the one that, that when I hear people say it, I want to punch them in the face. Whoa. Um, okay. And, and, they, and they don't even mean anything by it. Like I yeah. actually understand what they mean. It and, just wells up within it, you this anger of it's like flipping good tables. Intention, good intention, but you have no idea what you're actually saying, right? And it's when I tell someone, look, it's just, it's our job to go be Jesus to people. And now, then, Rob, in his head's just going, <laughs> No. Uh, so, okay, Michael, can you tell me what's wrong with that statement? Be Jesus. Our job is to go be Jesus with people, to people, to to just be Jesus to people. We're already. I don't know. I I, I really. I mean, the the I I'm I'm worried about myself now because my thought is that you're already supposed to be doing that. That's actually how you're supposed to be living. Uh, is also being Jesus and living out the gospel in front of people. So I, I, I'm interested. I don't know. I, I'm more concerned about I my think, thought process. No, no, no. Okay. No, I, this is, this is my pet peeve of, with it. Okay. Um, you can't be Jesus to anyone. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Be like Jesus, live mm-hmm. like Jesus in front of people. But this idea that to be Jesus to people, man, trust me, they're already looking for Jesus all over this other stuff to fulfill them. You can't do that no matter how hard you try, right? So I, I don't think when people say that, that that's what they mean. Mm, yeah. I, I don't think that they think, oh, well, I'm going to be the savior here. But it's, it really is like, a, it's just a pet peeve with the wording. Like, I, because you, you, you can't be Jesus to anyone. It's impossible. Yep. Um, you know what? That brings up one more phrase that I didn't think about until right now, which is preach the gospel, use words if necessary. Ugh! St. Francis I, of Assisi. Yeah, it wasn't even in my list until you said that, and then it came to mind that it was, yeah. That's, that's a quote from St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I want to cut myself when I hear someone quote that. <laughs> well, okay, not... we just went from, we went from physically harming other people to physically harming yourself. I think there's a jump so... there. <laughs> Next time on the Battle of Pastors podcast, self-care... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's psychological help no go ahead yes no so okay uh, you we mentioned the sermon on the mount series mm-hmm. that we've been doing right as it's a longer series we're walking all the way through matthew but we're about to end the sermon on the mount well the whole thing with the sermon on the mount is jesus says in matthew 5 i believe 16 um this famous verse let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven mm-hmm. and um 
here's the thing. I think we, we tend to think about verses like that um, and miss something that's super important. If, if I uh, let my light shine before men uh, and they see my good works, they're not going to glorify my Father who is in heaven unless I use my mouth. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I will get the glory and honor and praise which Jesus actually talks about after that. Uh, beware of doing your righteousness. To, it's chapter 6, verse 1. Beware of doing mm-hmm. your righteousness out loud in front of others to be honored and praised and glorified by them, to be famous, uh, because that's the temptation, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't preach the gospel with your actions without ending up using words. Otherwise, they're just going to think, man, that Michael's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to be like def- him. The difference between the morality and Christianity there is the difference. I mean, that's the line of, I mean, you're doing good. And then, but the reason you're doing good or the reason you're acting the way you are is distinctly Christ-like instead of mm-hmm. for your own glory or for your own reasons, even that, I mean, even for that. But, yeah. yeah. It, the, to be able to make that distinction when someone feels like they want to compliment you because you're ju- just being such a good person right now, or this is selfless or whatever um, to have the ability and the spiritual self-awareness mm-hmm. to be able then to say, no, 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 look, anything good that you see me doing, that's because Jesus transformed me. That's him working out in me. Anything that I do that's terrible right after this, right? That's, <laughs> that's me. That's me without Jesus. That's mm-hmm. me relying on me or whatever, right? Like, so to make that distinction and make that, that's not, the gift of evangelism that's just being a christian yeah well, say I, that. I think and that's where so when we're talking about that, that quote specifically preach the gospel use words if necessary the thing is that living out the gospel is inevitably going to open that door to where you can preach the gospel with your words so i mean they go hand in hand your life will yeah. ine- and then like you said you have you have to have that that awareness when somebody says, Hey, you're doing like a great job. You're like a really good employee. You're, you know, and instead of saying, well, thank you. And just taking that compliment, like that, that, that is that a spiritual awareness you were talking about to where God has literally given you this enormous opportunity. Like, Hey, all the change I've done in your life, they're seeing it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. I, like, are you going to take that credit or are you going to point back to me? And it does take a lot, I think, a lot of that spiritual awareness to be able to, to in that moment go, like, to be aware of the fact that this is a gospel opportunity and not just a moment yeah. to be like, yeah, I need that raise. It's just it's an opportunity <laughs> to be like, it's an opportunity to be like, actually, I mean, the, the reason I do all of this the way I do it is because of this man named Jesus. You want to talk about it? Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of times people just say, okay, well, thank you. And move on with it. And now, will that door ever come again? Will that moment ever? Because they've acknowledged you now. How many times they got to do that? How many times are they actually going to take a minute to do that? Um, so, yeah. No, I think you're right. That's in, in all the – here's the thing. In all these phrases, right, it's a matter of, you know, I think there is a time where it comes on that line where somebody goes, why do you say that? <laughs> Why do you say it the way you do? And being able to actually, like you said, did Jesus come into your heart part? Like, are you able to actually walk somebody through gospel, gospel wise, what that means? Or is it just like a cliche phrase to, 
you know, pat somebody on the back real quick to try to comfort them with, as, I mean, I'm pointing back to your analogy with the, somebody losing a job and you're like, well, it closes the door. Okay. Well, can you <laughs> actually be there to explain like what that means then? Right. Cause I mean, he closes the door, he opens the window, not necessarily biblically accurate, but you could talk them through scripture using that if you needed to. Um, but you're probably not going to. It'd just be better to be talking about God's sovereignty and his control and his working in our lives other than being like, well, he closed the door. Hey, I'm going to go eat some Pop-Tarts. And just like that mm-hmm. be the last part of it. Like it really is this. But again, this comes down to, again, like we talked about before, like your entire, in the previous episodes, your life being so in the gospel that everything you do shines what he's done in your life so now there's not a necessity for like a christian music video because you're just making good music there's not yeah. a necessity for christian film because you're just making good films um or christian products because you're just already taking you're just wherever you're at you're the you're do you're the best at that thing because of what jesus has done in you um and no other reason than that so yeah i think i think we've become far too comfortable with getting the glory. Um, even though that, that is uncomfortable for, so my, my example that, that I use sometimes for me is when someone comes up and says, uh, thank you for your service, right? Like sometimes people will see my license plate or whatever, or it'll be veterans day and people that know me will, um, and while I get, I get what they're saying, you know, but I hate that. Um, uh, and I know like the right thing for me to do, uh, according to everyone is just to kind of say, Oh yeah, no, thank you for, you know, whatever. It's a really awkward moment, right? Yeah. Because you don't, you don't want to be like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but the you know, the same just because of freedom and I helped that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now go vote, you know, (laughs) but, um, but it, it, it's, there's still, there's a such thing as human responsibility, right? And, And I mean, so at some level you could say, yeah, no, it was my honor or whatever. Right. But, but, but there's also this piece that, oh man, yeah, well, I mean, God uses us all in what, you know what I mean? Like you could yeah. turn that and, and give God glory for what he's done in your life, whether it's being a veteran or what, or being a, mm-hmm. a running a hardware store like you do, right. Whatever that looks like. Um, that, that my, the idea it, with being a disciple, which is what Jesus is laying out in that whole discourse in Matthew five through yeah. seven, the idea of being a disciple is, um, is just that it's summed up in that phrase. That is the whole thing. Let your light shine in such a way that people see your good works. They see the things that you do. They see what you're about. They see how you're, how you live. Um, they see that your prices are good and you're not gouging people and taking advantage. They see that you're giving and you know, that's why I wanted to be a fireman or whatever, right? Like they see the things in your life, the evidences, but now they're going to be left with, is this evidence that you're a good person that I need to strive to be? Mm-hmm. Or is this evidence that you have been changed by yeah. Christ and they're never going to get there without mm-hmm. you using your mouth somehow? 
They're, they're, they're never going to get there. I wish I remembered where I got it from. I totally forget. There was a sermon I listened to one time and he was talking about a guy that had gone to uh, a revival in his town on the weekend and he goes back to work Monday. And I mean, he's, he's a totally changed person. He's, he's, he's talking different. He's excited to tell people about Jesus, about what Jesus has done for his life, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, this, as far as I remember, this is an accurate story. This is an analogy. This is a true story. And his boss comes up to him and he's like, that's awesome. I've been praying for you forever. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't remember where I got this from. That's a Vanderstelt story that he. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, it is. You're right. God, you remember. Okay. So anyway, so you already know this whole thing, but I'll finish it for those of you who haven't remembered. Yeah. And, or haven't heard it, but, and the guy goes, you're, you're a Christian. You're like, you've never talked about Jesus. I didn't think I needed Jesus because you were such a good boss without this religious stuff. And, and it, it just paints a perfect example of the fact that you do need to use your words in, yeah. in step with the way you act. Because if not, like the whole point of that story was this guy didn't think he needed Jesus or any, he didn't need to be saved because there were good people in his life, moral people in his life that never talked about Jesus. So obviously that yeah. was obtainable. Um, yeah, that was a good story. I got, I don't remember what sermon that's from. I need to, anyway, y'all just need to go listen to Jeff Vanderstelt, but I'm sure it's yeah. one of the ones we covered, but the whole idea, I, I thought that was a really powerful story to demonstrate that point that we were just talking about that, like, there's a point where you do have to distinguish why you do the things you do and why, why you do them the way you do them and actually speak up about that. And I think I want to give, I want to give the benefit of a doubt, you know, like I I don't understand or know the context that St. Francis was saying that. And I'm I'm sure that if I researched, I could find that out, but uh, I'm very, very easily could have been, look, it's easy to, to preach to people about Jesus. But if you're not living that out, then, then you're wrong. You're not like a lot of good quotes. It's probably out of context. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if that's what that, if that's what he was going for, then yeah, absolutely right. You know, that's true. Um, but, but I think, um, the, the correct way to think about witnessing evangelism mission, whatever you want to whichever direction you want to take the phrase the 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 right way to think about it is it takes works and preaching the gospel with your mouth it's it's both it's a it's not an either or or a yes and then sometimes that it's it's all the time both that's what you have to be about and if you're i think here's here's where the the self-check comes in right Mm -hmm. the examination that we all have to do all the time um, if I'm actually really excited about what Christ has done in my life, the transformation, if I'm actually pumped up about it, then neither of those two things is going to be difficult mm-hmm. at some level, you know, like it, it's, it's probably going to be awkward the first time that you say something out loud that is sort of witnessy. Right. Yeah. Um, but but that to the excuse like nobody is going to be so up here everybody's either a vikings fan or a a broncos fan or a green bay fan those are the three teams because north dakota definitely doesn't have a pro football team uh but so there are um there those three teams and even if i know the guy uh in front of me hates the packers it's just understood 
I'm going to chat about the Packers if I love them, you know, yeah. and like, I don't care what he thinks or what, you know, yeah. it's just the way that you, but so why are we so afraid to talk about Christ and, and the, the infinitely greater transformation mm -hmm. that he's made on my life than any football team. Yeah. Right. Then, and it's, it, you have to have both or it's not going to be the complete thing. So, so two things real quick. One, uh, apparently Francis of Assisi did not say that it's a misquote attributed to him. Uh, oh. The closest thing he said was no brother should preach contrary to the form and regulations of the Holy church, nor unless he has been permitted by his minister, all the friars should preach by their deeds. And that's actually out of a, a much longer context as well. But again, I could be wrong, but that hmm. the, the, everything I pulled up within that brief amount of time pointed to that. Well, I already have more respect then. Um, All right. There you go. <laughs> so I wonder where that actually came from then or how it morphed into I don't that. Know. This is who, a huge article. actually said it. This is a huge article by the Gospel Coalition for whatever oh. credit you want to give them. But um, it's from a series apparently that they do called Fact Checker. This is all the way back from July 10th, 2012. I don't even know if they do this series huh. anymore. But cool. anyway, just info for your all's listening thing. But um, with that, real quick to kind of maybe end this, this is my last thoughts on it. I think what's funny is us as adults <clears throat> um, think about this a lot more, like how we say things, whereas kids don't. So uh, we've been going through, uh, or we're not... I need to be more diligent than I am actually, but we've been going through parts of the catechism with the kids when we do their devotions at night. And Which one catechism? of the, uh, the Westminster catechism. Okay. So, <laughs> I thought I was going to get excommunicated real quick. No, 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 no. I wasn't I was sure. interested. I was like, I was well, what's the right answer? Um, <laughs> but uh, Catholic catechism. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the Westminster catechism. Apparently there's quite a few. I didn't know that. We didn't grow up there with catechisms. Are. I wasn't even aware yeah. there was such a thing, but anyway, so, um, you know, Connor, he's four and he's stuck on, you know, uh, the, uh, what did God create? Well, everything, God created everything. So, and he's got that so ingrained in his head. Like every time we see something, he's like, Hey, God created that fish. God created that tree. God created that everything. So when we're out, like, I think we, my point to bring it back to this, us, you know, being to talk about it and not being like embarrassed to talk about it. Like it, that didn't really hit me until like that got stuck in his head. Because everywhere we go, literally, God created that dog. God created those clouds. God created the rain. And he doesn't care who's around. He just knows who created everything. God created everything. So, like, and he's, like, he just, that's what he knows. So, like, that's what he says. And I think if we had that kind of that headspace, which I think, again, I think Jesus talks a lot about, you know, kids and their innocence. And, there's, them, you know, they don't, they're not ashamed of it. They just, they know what they're going to say it. Mm -hmm. And so for him, that's what it was. It's who created everything. Well, God created everything. Duh. Like, that's kind of how he says it. He's just kind of like, what, who else did it? Like, and he just <laughs> talks like that. Everything he sees, God created that. And he knows God created that. So I think if we kind of had that mentality of, you know, that's that without that filter. So, you know, who created that beautiful sunset? God created that beautiful sunset. Who created that amazingly ugly animal we see in the aquarium? God created that amazingly ugly animal who's on the aquarium and just be open to talk about that and teach like that. So we take our kids to like the aquarium or a museum, like, Hey, mm, who created yeah. that amazing thing? Well, God did that. And he, God used that. And just, you know, not being so timid in that respect, which I have to remind myself a lot of like, cause in public we get really like, Oh, how should we say this? What should we say? 
Uh, mm-hmm. But like you said, just be open and talk about the thing we love. Like we actually believe it. Yeah. I think we, we really do ourselves and the gospel and, and any unbelievers in our wake a big disservice when, when we complicate it. Mm-hmm. It really is as simple as this is how God changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really is as simple as it is. And, and we turn it into so many uh, complicated, complex kind of things when it really is as simple as that. If, if God has indeed transformed my life and my heart and who I am, then that's all that I need to relay, right? Um, and I think we live in an age where we feel like now from because of culture and the pressures that are there, we tend to feel like, oh, well, I need to know how to combat evolution. I need to know how to combat this. I need to know how to tell people, oh, no, no, the earth is young or whatever your thing, yeah. right? With, like with we, little quick memorable sentences that then turn into the phrases that we're talking about. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we really struggle with, with um, like, look, no, here's the thing. If I have uh, just a random story that has a lot of weight behind it, that I'm telling somebody about something, that's going to stick to them. Mm-hmm. If, if I uh, don't understand the ins and outs of evolutionary theory, right? Or let's get more um, up-to-date than that of critical race theory. Maybe I don't know all the ins and outs to that conversation, but man, I just know that this is who I used to be and God changed me and this is how I am now. And when I see this, kind, you know, like yeah. if, if we can just do that, it's, it really is as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And that is what has brought the gospel from where it was in Jerusalem and Judea mm-hmm. to the to the end of the world, yeah. right? To America, thousands of miles away. Um, that's what that's what um, that very little thing is. What uh, you know now? I heard um, I think it was Chandler tell a story when he was visiting uh, Rome at one point. But uh, this, this idea that now Christians can go tour the ruins of Rome, where Christians used to be lit on fire as garden lanterns for Nero, yeah. right? And now we can just go tour the ruins of Rome. Like, that's how big God is, yeah. right? And, yeah. uh, and it's that message. It's the gospel message that, that made Christianity what it is today, um, and as far reaching as it is today. Mm-hmm. And it really is that simple. It's the yeah. simple gospel message and how he changed my life. Yeah. And that distinguishes it from, I mean, that's the thing we talk about false gospel. I mean, we don't want to go off another tangent, but false gospels and the real gospel. I mean, that, that right there will distinguish it, your life, how it's been changed. Do you have that story? Where are you at in that process? I mean, that's the amazing thing that can't, can't be communicated in a quick let go and let God like it. it it's communicated right. in a much deeper story. Um, that's not cliche. Um, it's familiar. I mean, I think anybody that hears a mm-hmm. testimony is like, Hey, I can relate to that. It's familiar, but it's not cliche in that way. So yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Rob, this series took a random turn that I did not expect uh, to, to always, always starting off with cringy to ending with serious, which I love. Uh, it's really good. So, Hey guys, thank you for listening, watching, following, subscribing. I don't know any other buzzwords I could bring up now. Um, Loving loving 
loving all of that. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later.